Craft Beer Radio, episode 327 on April 4th, 2015. All those notes are everywhere. It's awesome. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio. My name is Greg. I'm Joe. And we have a bunch of interesting beers for you tonight. We do. Where do you think we should start? Well, why don't we start across the pond? Okay. Yeah, so I picked this beer up probably at Giant Eagle. Uh Two reasons. We haven't had a beer from Orkney Brewery, who's the brewer's of Skull Splitter, in a very, very, very long time. And I think the price was quite right on this one, but the price tag does not remain. So so this is Dragonhead Stout from the Orkney Brewery in Scotland. This is a English stout. It is sessionable at 4%. Kind of a um, yeah, sort of traditional... Uh, English style beer, the kind of you know, when they had they actually still had flavorful beers back you know in, in the sixties and seventies when when America did not. Wow, the aroma on this one it, it's not a slouch. You know, you like oh four percent stout. You know, it might be some kind of tame mundane thing. But when I put my nose in there, it's kind of what I really look for. It kind of has a foreign export smell, foreign export stout type aroma where it's kind of. Um, licorice-y kind and it's definitely a dark roast chocolate very um, uh, very toasty yeah a little bit of licorice Uh, you know think of lion's doubt you know think of some of those other ones that have kind of that kind of um, sherry type note to it as well and and the nose is just boom giving all that or even um it's been a while since I've had it, but uh, Guinness is a foreign export that I remember being better than their traditional. Yeah, if you can find the the foreign or so, you're thinking of Guinness Extra Stout, uh, the Guinness Foreign Export. I don't think either of us have ever had. It's um, pretty rare. Like you have to like go to Africa to get it. Oh, really? Okay. But the Guinness Extra Stout's the one in the glass bottle with the yellow yeah. label. That's the one that. Uh, if I had the drink Guinness, would be the one I would choose. Not the seventeen fifty nine. Actually, you know, my brother in law was up a had early Easter today, and up at my brother in law's house, he had one sitting on top of the fridge, and he actually had one. That's the second one. He said it was really good. Hmm. Well, so I think we might have to diverse or spend some uh, craft beer radio funds. It's like thirty bucks for that bottle of beer. No, that's a lot. He says it's good. So I mean, it's. At that point, it's, we know it's not just a joke, and we might as well spend the money and taste it. So I love the, the I love the aroma on this. It smells so good. The aroma is very nice. the The beer is is plenty dark with a slight tan head. There might be a slight bit of oxidation on it, but it it melds into the rest of the aroma. And it works pretty well. Oh, hoppier than I expected. Yeah, they're, 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 I think there is a little bit of oxidation on it, which is, I think it's okay. It's, it's, it's giving kind mm-hmm. of a sharing note. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, it's yeah, they're definitely. It's weird. It's at fifty-two, but it feels. I mean, when I took that sip, it tasted like it was like a really cold, like <laughs> like under forty. It felt we're, not, like. we're not used to drinking these this cold. It, the, the the taste is a little a little dusty, chocolatey. So it's um, a little bit like. Um, a little bit kind of Nestle quick like in, in a way mm-hmm. the there's a little bit of sweetness there that's coming in just from the malts not like a milk sad it's not a super sweet thing like that but I, I was struck by how bitter it was and how mm-hmm. uh, you know the, how intense the, the hops were it's really? continental hops I mean not like um, it's not like an American hopping but it was it was pretty bitter and and, uh, and that struck out at me I'll take another sip. I wasn't really getting so much in hop bittering. I was getting a lot in roast malt, kind of like tannin bitter on this, but it didn't really taste too much. They came felt like the hops to me. I don't know. There's definitely a... I mean, keep in mind, it is a Scottish brewery, and you know the reason Scotch, the reason Scotch ales don't have much hops is because they don't grow there. They have to be imported. So... 
maybe I'm putting too much stock in that Orkney's not going to want to, you know, overhop an export stout. I could be wrong, but I'm not really tasting too much. You're not getting um, maybe not a Zots, a uh, EKG at the end there. It's something. I think there's spicy. a little bit of. I think there's a little bit of something like EKG, but most of the bitterness for me is coming from the the dark malts. I'm enjoying it. Um, very drinkable. Has a little more residual sweetness than I would prefer, but it's still a drinkable beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little thin. I mean, you'd expect that at a four percent. It's, mm-hmm. it's a little aqueous, but uh, you know, I think it's a gen- genuinely enjoyable beer. If you were to, you know have it at like a bar or something, you, mm-hmm. you could have you know a couple of these and and be fine. So that that's a good start. Yeah, a good start to the show. Sure is. Hmm. And it, since it's a larger bottle, we actually have more sample to drink. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even pour it all, so still have some for cleaning up in the post show. Is this five hundred fifty milliliter? I imagine. Yeah, f- uh, five mil, five five hundred mil. So right. there was something about speaking about milliliters. There was something about uh, Scott from East End had a had an issue with. Give me the bucket, please. I'm gonna dump my rinse. Yeah, had an issue with. Putting milliliters on... No, no, it wasn't milliliters. It was fluid ounces, right? He said (laughs) 22 fluid ounces, and they rejected the label approval because apparently you can't... You have to... You have to get, you know... um, What's the word I'm looking for? has to be broken down into uh, pints. So, like, this rogue here says one point... Not one pint... 9.4 9.4 fluid ounces. They huh. wouldn't accept, you know... Or, this one's exactly 22. This stone, and it says uh, 1.6 fluid ounces. They won't accept 22 fluid ounces. And the reason they declined the label was they said that they can't use metric. <laughs> 22 fluid, fluid ounces. ounces. 22 fluid ounces is metric, where one pint... Six fluid ounces is not metric. I, I, I do not understand the how you can call imperial measurements metric in in any way. But but it's twenty two of them, so it must be metric. So it must be metric. Yeah, that's true. You, you got me there. Next on our list is beer sent to us from Samuel Adams Boston Beer. This is their Crystal Pale Ale. So there might be a paper. Right there. There might be. On the stack. Right here. Oh. To look through the stack there and see there's a paper. Do-do-do. We should have prepared. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, have a, I have it up on okay. that. All right. Well, so. Um, I thought maybe you could find it quickly, but if not, no, no. Don't worry about it. No. Don't be silly. We can't find anything quickly on the show. Anyway, this is Crystal Paleo, but Crystal is because of, not because of Crystal not because of crystal malts, but because of crystal hops, a hop grown in Oregon. Uh, so they use crystal East Kent Goldings and Fuggle hops for this. Malt varieties, they're two-row hell malt blend, but they also use Maris Otter and Honey Malt. Now, Maris Otter, I'm trying to remember what uh, was interesting about Maris Otter. It's uh, it's an English malt that has a more bready body in Pretty flavor and more body to it. Okay. Remember, we were talking about ESBs and why no one in Western Pennsylvania makes ESBs because because they can't get the Maris Otter directly and it, it makes the price point too high. I see. Five point three percent alcohol by volume, thirty five IBUs, one hundred sixty one calories per serving. All right, so was a golden amberish, golden, moderately cloudy. Probably should have poured it a little more gently. There. Maybe it's just cloudy. I don't see... If if there was any sediment at the bottom, I roused most of it. In the pour. Yeah, I don't see any. The, uh, the aroma on this one, it has... Uh, you get some malts, but I think it's dominated... You know, the aroma is dominated by something that's a little bit dank in the hop aroma type. Let's see if I can uh, get my nose in there a little bit more. 
It's a little bit sulfury. It's a, it's a dank. It's a little musty. It's not that the beer is spoiled, but I mean that's kind of the path the hops are taking me down on the aroma. Yeah, it's. It almost feels like a. An early version of of a. Of kind of an amarillo. Yeah. Like it, it's on its way to being an amarillo. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention if you didn't mention it, I was gonna say it's kind of reminiscent of some of those amarillo beers from. You know, 2005, 2006, you know, that time frame when those were coming out. Haven't had any of those. Either my palate's changed and I'm I'm remembering something I'll never taste again. Or there was a period where when people were using Amarillo back then, it was making something... Very doherty, very doherty. Very doherty and kind of like this, yeah. Mm -hmm. The flavor has a lot more citrus to it. Has a pretty, pretty bright orange lemon. It's kind of it's orange flavored, but it tastes more acidic. It has the sourness, kind of acidity of a lemon to it, and then it kind of goes into a, a little more more of a, a little tangerine kind of at the a end. Spicy ginger note too, I think, just barely. That might be the EKGs in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the. Uh, so the aroma was pretty monotone, pretty mm-hmm. one note, but the flavors, there's a lot more different flavors going on here. So give me a second to... Very citrusy. It's kind of surprising because none of the citrus was showing up at mm-hmm. all in the nose. I'm trying to, to, to go past the hops and, and, and get to the to the malt because you know, bringing in these other malts, mm-hmm. Maris Otter and a Honey Malt Blend, what's that adding to it? And really, I'm getting... Just a, a, a slightly sweeter white bread. It's not really. Mm-hmm. There's not much that about the malt that's that's pulling me in or giving me direction. Yeah, I mean, there's a. I think there's a little added sweetness there. I'm not. A, I don't know much about honey malt. I presume it has some sweetness to it, or if it doesn't, it at least colors your perception to make you think it does. <laughs> or it might color the beer. Mm-hmm. A pretty good hop flavor here. I like how it takes you through. It's not very pithy. It's kind of more like the meat, the flesh of of the fruits. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I just kind of want to repeat the things yeah. I already said. I don't have anything new to say, but it's kind of a a little more sour orange, kind of with notes of lemon in there. Another very decent drinker. Uh, at five point three percent, is not quite what you know what we would call sessionable but it definitely it, it fills itself out it's not uh aqueous in any way mm-hmm. it's a nice body to it a little prickly on, on the carbonation which i enjoy yep yeah don't be alarmed by the aroma is is i guess the, the message yeah it doesn't have any of that musty sulfury funky flavor mm-hmm. it's it's very it's almost like you're smelling one beer and tasting a, d- a different beer So what should we do next? So now we're doing IPAs. I mean, we got two other IPAs. We got a Hoppy Pilsner, and then we'll, we'll save this big boy for last. All right. <laughs> you don't want to ruin our our, our uh, palate <laughs> right away with this sriracha? No, I'm going to save that one for later. All right. I'll let you pick. Maybe we should do the Pilsner just in case it's a little more delicate. Okay. Before we spend too much time on IPAs. Okay, so this was a beer that when we were when we pulled out. First of all, this is uh, one of the many beers sent to us by Superfan Mike. Thank you very much, Mike. You are awesome. This is a San Diego beer from Saint Archer Brewing Company, a collaboration with Girl Skateboard. It is a hoppy pilsner. We were kind of curious because what is a collaboration with? You know, what is Girl Skateboard? Are they another brewery? No, they are. A company that makes skateboards. Why is it called Girl Skateboard? There doesn't seem to be any girls involved that we can tell. The website does not show girls. Yeah. On I clicked through several pages. I started reading the Wikipedia page for Girl Skateboards and didn't get to the uh, origin of the name before we started recording. So it's just a skateboard company. And the other question, of course, is what is a collaboration with a skateboard company have to do with a beer 
I don't know. What does a collaboration with Game of Thrones have to do with a beer, right? I mean, right. So this is probably our first St. Archer beer that we've ever done on the show. I don't recall having them before. Do you? The name is familiar to me, but that doesn't mean... I mean, we've been all around the country, so... <laughs> They're in San Diego, California. I'm going to try to look up their distribution here as we're tasting and see if we can get a feel for how widely distributed they are. This was a... According to... Their their website was a little funky for me because their beer page is not up for whatever reason. But this was apparently brewed only once. 5.1% alcohol by volume. Beer pours uh, moderately cloudy, um, straw-colored. It poured with a, a nice, I mean, a typical Pilsner head, you know, thick foam, a couple inches, or an inch thick or so. It's starting to fall down. So the aroma on this one, first thing it reminds me of I'm just going to mention this for people who know but the Sly Fox Pilsner it has an aroma very much like that you know that kind of hopping on top of Pilsner malt Uh, and I will get into more descriptions of what that means but that's the benchmark can you smell this because I'm smelling something a little band-aid-y yours doesn't smell as hoppy as mine we'll do a little blend here Here, try that. Hmm. I mean, it's it's a pretty saturated, you know, noble hop type aroma. I'm not sure. I'm not really. I could see where that is kind of bordering on something kind of plasticky, but not. I mean, I don't think I would have picked that up if you weren't trying to make me look for band aids. Okay. As I was saying, if if you're familiar with Sly Fox, Pil- Sly Fox Pills, start there, and then I'm going to walk you home from there. But it's pretty similar in the aroma. I'm reading the press release from St. Archer mm-hmm. about the collaboration. Uh, and there is nothing about what the collaboration means other than that there is a collaboration. Like, we approached... For we've been approached for interesting collaborations more, but this effort with girl involved us approaching them. So they like skateboards. They just wanted to do a beer with skateboards and label. Maybe the people at girl skateboards like beer, and they just kind of sat in on a brew day. I'm not too hung up on. <laughs> I, I'm not too inquiring. Minds don't really want to know about the collaborate nature of the collaboration. A, a collaboration. It just it doesn't. It doesn't make. Much sense. It's an easy term that's in common use. Uh, yeah. Really, it's just a marketing chair. <laughs> uh, it's an homage. It's a homage. That, yeah, it's a it's a pastiche. <laughs> As I smell it, it's starting to get a little more pineapple-y on the nose. That's pretty good. It has a moderately thin body. It does carry some of that pills from all through. You get a little bit of that spice, a little bit of sulfur from the pills from all. Uh, hops are pretty, pretty bright. It's kind of a blend of tastes more pineapple-y than the Sly Fox does, where the Sly Fox has a pretty strong um, Tower Zots, where it's a little, you know, it's pretty herbal and a little bit spicy. This one has a little more fruit in the flavor to it. But I think it does have a little bit of those continentals in there, too, to kind of keep it, you know, homed in its yeah, pilsnerness. a little bit still on the spicy side. Not quite as crisp as I might have expected. It's a little... It, it says a little sweet at the end, so it's... Uh, it doesn't have mm-hmm. the, quite, the, quite the crisp kind of, you know, clean punch. It's a little estuary. At, at it, the, it does have... I mean, it has a good dryness to it. It's not... It's not super dry at the end, but I, I kind of like how it kind of flattens out. Definitely leaves a lingering bitterness in your mouth. I like this. It's pretty good. Getting a little lemon, maybe even a little kiwi, and the slight amount of like berry just uh, in there. In, in, just in the 
interesting concoction of hops. The the Pilsner malt is definitely there. There's that sweet cracker sort of stuff. Hmm, not bad. I I would like it to be a little more crisp. I think I think I would have liked it to end. Uh, so Saint Ar- Saint Archer is probably a pretty new brewery. They were added to Beer Advocate in 2013, so they're. Uh, little less than two years old if they were added to Beer Advocate around the time of their opening. And I would suspect they don't have very wide distribution outside of the San Diego area, but mm. haven't been able to find that yet. And the top review for this one beer is, after hearing Adam Corolla talk about this brand, I decided to give it a try. <laughs> is that really the top review? Well, it's the most recent, highly, you know, it's... I, I searched for uh, St. Archer, clicked mm-hmm. on the Beer Advocate link, and, and it's for uh, St. Archer IPA. And yeah, the top review right here, I'm not sure how exactly it's sorted, but the one that's at the top right now starts off with the Adam Corolla recommendation. All right. Well, Jeff Bear recommends you try the Girl Skateboard Pilsner. <laughs> if you can find it, like I said, it was Brood Watts. In September, it looks like. Yeah, so why isn't this an IPA? You know, I want to talk a little bit about that. I think it'd be good information. And I think it's the malt is the main characteristic why it's different. Oh, it's it, lagered. <laughs> I mean, it's a lager. It uses a different yeast altogether. Sure. I'm talking about what I'm tasting in the glass, not okay. the mechanics of how the beer was made. But still, I mean, you know, the yeast has a major impression on, on the what happens to it I, I don't think you could just skim I'm not it. trying to be technical as the difference I'm trying to tell the listener who's tasting it or who's tasting an IPA and wants to know how this you know is trying to be more descriptive about what I'm tasting and just contrasting this to an IPA and just saying it's a lager doesn't contrast the flavors that I'm tasting to an IPA why isn't this an IPA because the malt and and the quality you get from the malt is completely different. The quality of esters you get from the yeast is completely different. The the hopping is completely different. It's a completely different beer in every respect. Why it's is not it a completely different beer in every is. respect. The, a lot of the hopping, all the citrusy like hopping, the that's water is the same. It. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I don't. I, I honestly don't don't follow. Well, you're not going to let me talk about it, so we'll just move on. No, no, go ahead. Talk about it. Do your thing. The 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 hopping on this is is starts out it it's a hoppy pilsner. There is some significant similarity in the things in this beer and in IPAs. The the hops are probably yeah the the hop bill is probably similar to some IPAs. So I was just going to spend a few minutes just talking about how. You know, someone who's drinking a modern citrusy IPA, how this is different. And you jumped all down my shit about it. All right. I, I, sorry, I thought it was going a different way. Get it? Go ahead. Well, the beer's gone. I don't have anything to talk about now. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, like I was going to say, you know, there's a couple companies out there that make these hobby pilsners. And I think this is a great style. I, I enjoy these. I like the Sly Fox one. I like this one just as much. And they're... I think Greg disagrees, but I think they're IPA like. I think they're you know you have white IPAs. You know this is a lager IPA. You know you could look at it that way if, if you got it on a different day. And I was going to talk about the differences there, and I'm good, and I will talk about the differences right now. Yeah, so please do. it's you know so the things that are similar is you get this citrusy bright hopping. It where the hopping is different is it seems that. This brewery uses a little bit of continental hop, so it has a little more spiciness to spiciness to it than you'll taste in what you're used to in, you know, many IPAs. And then the malt is giving it a much different characteristic. It, the malt is not as sweet and bready. You know, you don't have that big Italian bread or something like that. It's a little more the spiciness of the hops, plus also the the Pilsner malt. It's a little more spicy. If you're coming out of IPAs, you know, it's 
down the road to wheat IPA and then turns off there a little bit. You know, you get a little bit of that grassiness in there as well. And, you know, Greg made a big stink about how it's lagered. You know, the, the yeast are completely different. I think that that's a small part of the difference in this beer from an IPA. You know, I'm not getting the characteristics from, you know, a lager fermentation in what I'm tasting. It's more so the malt and the hops okay, used on see, this. see, I, then I, I disagree. This, to me, tastes very much in the in the lager vein. Now, if I were tasting it blind, would I say that? I don't know. However, to me, I, I can definitely pick out the things, lager, the, the lagery things about this. And they tend to be more in the uh, in the esters that are coming off of the yeast and in the way that the maltiness works with the rest of the beer. And it feels very... Um, the, the bready and malty component of an IPA tends to be uh, sort of bolder, a little bit sweeter, and with a with, with a slightly roastier component. Whereas this is more uh, crackery, more kind of I don't know, it's Passover, right? It's matzah like. It, it has that unleavened quality to it. It, it feels a little bit more. Uh, more raw, more raw and grainy. And this is a quality that, that happens in, in these lagers. And so I feel like, you know, particularly when you're using a Pilsner malt like this, you get sweetness, but it's not at all the same quality of sweetness that you get with an IPA. Right. So that's why I was like, why is it different? It's, it's, it's hugely different to me. All right. Well, we're going to go for something else. Significantly different here. This is going to be a stone collaboration. This is the Japanese Green Tea IPA. This I'm really interested in because this is a collaboration with, uh, I believe, two Japanese brewers. Toshi Ishii from Ishii Brewing Company and Mitch Steele, uh, or Mitch Steele's from Stone, rather. Uh, Brian Baird from Baird Brewing Company. Now we've, I don't know, do we have a, we had a Baird on the show, right? We had... Yeah, we had Angry, we had two. We had Angry Boy Angry Brown Boy, right. and... One other one, I don't recall. I remember yeah. the Angry Boy because that's the one that has the, the Steelers, the Steelers and, the Browns. and the Browns, you know, trademark logos on the label. <laughs> Which you can do in Japan, but you can't do here. <laughs> Brian Baird is from Chicago or from Cleveland originally. He's been in Japan brewing for a long time, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah. When I saw this, I was you know excited to see you know more from Baird Brewing. You brought some back from Japan when you came back from there. And I've heard of Ishii. I'm not sure if I've had any beers from them. So this Japanese green tea IPA, I think I mentioned this, but they actually used some, I think it's called maca or matcha. It's the powdered green tea that you kind of stir the whole thing in. You don't mm -hmm. steep in the tea bag, but you stir this powder in. They actually use that in this beer. It's, uh, wow, 10.1% alcohol by volume. That's, that's strong. They... This say they say this IPA was first released in 2011, so I guess this is not an old or not a. a I think new... they've made it again. Well, they clearly made it again, but this is you purchased this, right? This wasn't sent to us by Stone. Yes, I purchased it. Yeah, I asked them if they would like to send us a copy. They're like, nope, that's already gone. <laughs> yeah, it says here second edition. It says first edition. Yeah, brewed in 2011. Drink fresh. Stonebrewing.com/slash/fresh. Saw the new Enjoy, Enjoy By Us out. Yeah. Haven't tried it. Yeah, that, that last one was pretty good. This one's Enjoy By 420. So, <laughs> smoke your weed, man. Hey, 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 hey. Smoke weed every day. All right, so the aroma on this one. <laughs> Craft Beer Radio does not endorse no, the I, smoking of weed every day. Not every day. We're not Doug Benson. Come on. Looking for the green tea. Looking for the green tea. I mean, the first thing you smell is the hopping on it. There's a little bit of dankness to it, and there's a little bit of citrus need to it. You get kind of a double aroma on this thing. I'm sorry, I didn't want to. I just want to interrupt. It, it's according to the information they say whole leaf green tea. So that's probably not the oh. powder. Okay, 
I uh, I stand corrected. I said whole leaves that were turned into that. I mean, it I, I stand I stand corrected. I had heard they uh, used the the maca powder in here or matcha powder, whichever way you pronounce it. So they say this time around we exchanged Pacifica hops from New Zealand for Helga hops Helga hops from Australia. Helga sounds German, doesn't it? You got to have a name. Yeah. Okay, so the flavor on this one has a pretty thin malt body. A little bit there, but I mean, the hops are what's taking center stage. They get pretty bitter pretty fast. They kind of really scratch your, scratch your tongue. They're very very high in the alpha acids. You can sort of tell that they're, they're, they're resiny and they're just mm-hmm. sort of like poking out and expanding like a... <laughs> <laughs> like a thing creature mm-hmm. just sort of right. expanding his tentacles all around. Hmm. I'm not getting anything too tea-like. Maybe a little bit of of a tannicness, a little dryness in my around my lips after I've drank it. I think the green tea hits you like immediately when you taste it, and then it kind of the hops just kind of burst through that, and the hoppy is is. Mm. Like a like a really condensed syrup of like peach and mm-hmm. uh, and tangerine, so it's um, okay. So, so it, it's strongly I, bitter. I was able to taste the tea that time. Um, one of my coworkers he gets this pretty expensive sencha, this organic sencha from Japan. Sencha is it's it's a green tea. It's okay. a it's not the matcha, but it's a it's whole leaf green tea. It's hard to find the the good stuff from Japan because China makes a bunch of stuff that they sell as sencha and it's, you know, pesticide-filled and all stuff. He told me all about, you know, this certain kind of green tea that he gets. I don't know exactly what he pays for, but it's an expensive bag of green tea. Excuse me. And my hand was far away. <laughs> the um, I got a little bit of... It's really good tea when you make it. I mean, when you get into it, it has. It actually has. I've described it to him. There's a little bit of meatiness in this tea when it's made. And I'm not saying this is in the beer. It's more a little umami, a little bit. It's a little umami. It's kind of like a, a rosemary pork or something like that. Like there's a little meatiness in this tea sometimes. And I'm not saying the meatiness is in this beer, but I'm getting some of the similar flavors I remember from drinking his tea. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'd, I have, haven't had that experience, so I don't have anything to compare it to. Mm-hmm. But let's just talk about, hey, if you want to support us. There's one easy way to support us, and that is every single time. Now, don't forget every time, because some people think they just have to go there once, and then they forget to go back. But every single time you want to shop at that Amazon thing. You want to start by going to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. That's all you got to do. You Click that link before stuff is added to your cart. Add to your cart and to your heart's content. And you don't even have to check out right away. As long as you check out in a few days up to a week or a little bit longer, it still gets attributed to us. But you have to click the link before you add to the cart. That's all you got to do. You're making it way too complicated. Just whenever you go to Amazon, don't. Go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. That's it. Yes. Every time you start shopping. Every time you start shopping. Now, the other thing that we would say is uh, go to iTunes and all the podcasts you support, every single one of them, including us, everyone you support, rate them. Write a review. Absolutely. To the beer, which is the Stone Collaboration Japanese Green Tea IPA. Yes, it's it's hard to find that green tea, right? It, it, it's mm-hmm. there and then it's gone. So yeah, it, and the hops come through, and the hops aren't really uh, boilerplate standard right. descriptors that we use. You know, there's a the big citrusy flavor. There's a little bit of dankness to it. Uh, these um, Helga hops. 
if they're if they're the ones coming through, they're kind of a mishmash of, of other flavors we've tasted. They really don't have a I'm not getting a distinct characteristic to dial in on. I'm just kind of tasting a kind of melange of of several different flavors of more modern hops. Well, I uh, I can't say it's bad. It's just it's a little a little less than I would have expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now there's like a half inch of stuff at the bottom of this bottle. Some kind of sediment. I wonder if it's like green tea sediment and we should have roused. Shake it up. Here, let's do this. Let's rouse it. All right, let's do and that. We'll yeah. just pour, add a little bit more to our samples here. That's a good test. Okay, so the beer is roused. I'm going to pour another two ounces for each of us. So this is with the gunk at the bottom, and it becomes a much cloudier beer. Kind of weirdly looks like the Pilsner. (laughs) (laughs) It was about the same. It's a little bit muddier in the nose, a little more yeasty, I think. I do think it's a bit sweeter. I do think some of the green tea is coming through more with this. It has a, has a creamier body to yeah. it. I think some of that gunk is yeast. I think it's a little more yeasty now. But I also think, you're right, there's probably some green tea in there. So, in a sense, this one, you know... You get anything peppery all of a sudden? Peppery. Like, I got a, a big hit of, of black pepper. Let me see. If I, I don't think I can get it again, though. It was just a, a stray neutrino hitting a synapse in the black pepper <laughs> cortex of my brain. Those cosmic rays. Probably not a neutrino that wouldn't have enough energy. Well, you know, one in a hundred trillion trillion will well, yeah, but Yeah, but neutrinos don't have enough energy to 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 fire my black pepper receptor? Probably not. A cosmic ray certainly would. If he goes and move on, you know. We've seen those things in our cloud chamber. Yeah, we have. That was cool. <laughs> so, next, the Modern Times Booming Rollers. This is another Mike beer. Thank you so much, Mike. I'm not sure. I don't think we've had modern times on the show before. I don't know if we have. So this is one of their seasonal beers. This is Booming Rollers. A they they I I love the labels on this beer because it Just describes to you everything about the beer uh, that you want to know right there on the friggin' label. It's great. 6.8% occupied volume, 75 IBUs, a final gravity of 1.009, in case you cared. It is hopped with Citra Motuka, Moteca, Motueka? I don't know. Motueka, I'll go with that one. Motueka and Centennial hops. It is the malts that are used are two row, carapils, crystal tin, and wheat. And that's and then, all there. That's yeah, all there. Yeah, that's all the there. And then there's a little bit of marketing speak, but the marketing speak is shorter than the government warning. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And yeah, it's a, it's a it's a pretty okay. Wait, it, it has a pretty uh, modest label. It's a, it's a mostly white can. It has a script, modern times, and then the kind of the title over top. Motueka, those are the ones that are used by. Um. By the Maryland beer, the um, uh, Duclaw. Duclaw. Mm-hmm. So they're the ones that have that kind of vanilla aspect yeah, to them. Yeah. And smell this. Uh, it's pretty hard on the citra, if you ask me. Here, let's blend because I'm getting. Uh, I, I smelled it before you to- before you suggested there would be vanilla, and I was getting a vanilla character. Mm-hmm. 
I'm getting more citrus now that we blended. <laughs> yeah. But do you smell more vanilla or no? I n- it's no, kind of no, a no. I don't. Okay. I I I, I no. I think it's in, I or let me put it this way. I probably do, but it's more. I think it's more suggestion than anything else. If vanilla, think of like the vanilla saltwater toffee. Okay. Okay, I I can I can eat halfway there. Okay. It smells really good. It does. It does. It does There's a big very, hit of citrus. There's a little bit of vanilla. There's a little bit of caramel. There's um, it's surprisingly sugary and you know caramelly for hop type aromas and that's that thing that Motueka has you know we've yeah. noticed from Duclaw and and this one now it's also a, one thing that I that I like about it is it's very very open you didn't have to do much in the way of of you know doing our normal uh spinning just to get the this um this burst of of aroma it really just comes out it is very oh strong. yeah it just delivers the aroma oh uh, yeah, you know that thing where we tilt the glass so the beer is almost spilling out, and then turn the glass so it coats all the surface area on the inside of the glass. I'm just describing it so mm-hmm. people can visualize it. Uh, yeah, this one doesn't need it. Unnecessary. Yeah. Oh, it smells so good. I, it smells so awesome. Yeah. Wow. Dialing into the citra, I get a brief glimpse of something slightly oniony on it, but it's it's not. <laughs> I mean, I, I you know, cause citra, know. Yeah. citra can sure. get you yeah. there. Yeah. Yes. And I just barely smelled it, and then it kind of pulled away okay. from it. So, I just think it's funny because you always do kind of you're always, but it was <laughs> you 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 have a tendency in the past I don't know ten or fifteen shows to to go toward durian, oh. <laughs> and so. <No. laughs> I wasn't thinking durian at all in this one. I was thinking more of like a, a shallot. Mm. Okay. This is <laughs> those those Motueka hops are fascinating because they're bringing something out of this mm-hmm. that is oh, it's really, really, really neat. It it's kind of plum like in a way. It it, it it's almost. It's re- it's not the same, but it's sort of reminiscent of an old ale. There's some sweet qualities here that you're getting just from the hops mm-hmm. that are bringing along these these stone fruit qualities. Saltwater toffee comes back to play, I think, when okay. you're tasting it. You know, I'm getting kind of a imagine the lemony. The lemon flavored saltwater taffy, uh, little notes of the sweetness in the katang from that. That's good. That is really, really good. It's it's so good, probably because it's different. You know, it's a different flavor than than you normally get, but it's also very inviting. Uh-huh. And. It's you know it it, it definitely has the, the qualities of an IPA that you like. It's got you know it's it's big and bright. Um, it's got you know it's it's definitely accentuating the hops, but the hops are not the normal combination that you expect. They're not mm-hmm. this you know super bitter stuff. They're not these big tropical stuff. They're they have this interesting. Uh, Deeply sweeter quality too. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you're 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 right. The the motueka it has this character where it brings this. It's it's a it brings a sweetness, mm-hmm. and you know, how, like people might be thinking, how do you know that's not from some kind of malt or something? And it's hard to explain, but you can just tell from tasting it that it is part of the hop character, yeah, and not part of the malt character. I guess it's it's kind of the brightness of of the sweetness, right? Because it doesn't it it doesn't feel well. There's a, there's a bitterness baked into it, too. yeah, yeah. But it doesn't. It, if it were part of the malts, you you would. I, I can only really describe it visually, but you'd feel it sort of under the flavor as opposed to like the frosting okay. on top. So, so it's. So, uh, people listening probably have the experience of trying the uh, 
Anderson Valley summer solstice or winter solstice, right? right. Where it has that vanilla character yeah. to it. You know, take that, but bake it into something that's a little citrusy. And, you know, it it kind of, you know, especially the summer version of the solstice, you get a little bit of that, but how is that different? It's it's a little more pithy. It's a little more citrusy. Um, it just really seems like it's coming from the hops and not from some kind of malt or even adjunct, mm-hmm. you know, addition to it. That's awesome. I, I'm. It's it's interesting. I I like Motec hops a lot in in the few beers that I've had them in. I'm also kind of glad that they haven't turned into a breakout hop, right? Because I don't necessarily want to have every beer taste like this. I like that there is. It's a good point. I mean, like I talked to you before the show. Like you know, I have been loving these modern, uh, juicy, citrusy. Uh, or tropical, I called them tropical hop beers, you know, like the last Enjoy By, mm-hmm. and you know, things that use uh, Celebration is a good example. I wouldn't really call them a tropical. No, well, it's it, it's bright, it's yeah, but these tropical ones, you know, that I think that it, it well, a couple things. I think it's it's an easy palate pleaser for, for newer drinkers, mm-hmm. you know, it's not. You know, let's find the most... Remember remember the bitter race? <laughs> Do I? <laughs> Do you remember the bitter race? It's not about the bitter race now. It's yeah. about finding these new flavors like Mosaica. But, you know, these tropical ones, these ones that are passion fruit and pineapple and mango, I think those are really great flavors for all beer drinkers, but, you know, in particular people that haven't really reached all corners of their beer palate yet. And so I'm doing these these beer tastings for work. Actually, next week I'm going to be in Northern California, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, doing a couple beer tastings for work. And one of the things I requested, because it's kind of weird working out with these bars, like the beers to get, but I kind of requested a tropical type IPA, something like, like Enjoy By. I'm going to let the bar owner pick what they want to get a keg of, because we're not going to use the whole keg. I want them to be able to sell it afterwards. But, you know, I just think that's a great flavor to showcase, especially to people that are just curious about beer, tasting beer. Um, you know, because it's not an ultra bitter, super dank IPA, but it's this flavor that's it's a yummy flavor. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great gateway. Uh, you know, additional gateway. There's a lot of great gateways into craft beer, but I think these tropical IPAs are a great gateway. This is not a tropical IPA, though. No, not so much. So, not this one. So uh, the, the but we were talking a minute ago. We were talking about. Well, what I'm saying is that I'm glad that this hasn't turned into a race to use Motueka hops, you know, and 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 that I'm getting. I'm not like. I'm not just getting crappy versions, or, or not not necessarily crappy versions, but just versions that are you know less under par or mm-hmm. that that aren't. Using well, this right, who knows? It might be coming. Yeah, I only can name two beers. Yeah, that use Motueka, and uh, once less skilled brewers can get their hands on it, maybe we will get inundated with bad versions of vanilla hop beers. Don't know, but this one is excellent. It's it's fantastic. Remember your button, dude. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was far enough away. Ten years with no cough button, you know, it takes a little bit of training. To... You got to put it right in front of you, like me. Just you know, just have it here, so it's it, it's not even. I was thinking about drilling holes in the table so we can feed the wires for the <laughs> cough buttons and for the, the audio feeds, like up to where like your thing is. We could do that. I'm debating whether I want to like put permanent holes in the table, but it might be worth it. It's a cheap table. I mean, let's be honest. Come on, man! I made this my blood and sweat. No, I'm not saying that it's a bad table. I'm just saying that sure it could be replaced. Well, we were talking about you know actually reorienting this whole thing. Like people that are watching the the live stream that we're doing. <laughs> yes, the, the no one who's watching the live stream that we're doing. Uh, there's a lot of noise right around here. Like lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about. I, I was toying with the idea of doing more of a triangular orientation between you, me, and the camera and, and getting putting this stuff like off camera. Right. And 
I don't know if we'll ever do that. But if that's the case, then we would actually have custom made, you know, feed the cables through for the cough buttons and the audio feeds and stuff like that and actually have something that looks kind of nice. It's a project. It is. We might get there. We might not. Who knows? If there's always going to be zero viewers, uh, I'm not going to do crap. <laughs> I already bought a wide-angle webcam, so yeah. there we go. Well, that I mean, that was also for, like, when we do interviews and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah. It has, has more use than just this dumb stuff. All right. Last beer. Last beer. We saved it for last. The Rogue Sriracha Hot Stout. So you need to see a picture of this bottle if you haven't seen it. It is nutso. The whole thing is in the red enamel, just like their Voodoo Donut beers mm-hmm. or whatnot. And the label looks like our Sriracha. They got the rooster. They... Had, it's, it's the Hoi Fung Sriracha. They, so it's, yeah, yeah, they secured all the trademark rights to copy the logo. The cap is green with a rooster on it. I mean, it's it, it's mimicking a, a Sriracha bottle. To, to it's it's very good marketing. Rogue is good at the marketing. Yes, I took the cap off nice and gently so I wouldn't put a big crease in it, just mm-hmm. in case I wanted to okay. save the whole package. So. 55 IBUs, uh, don't, they don't really, the information they have is very sparse. I don't even know how much alcohol by volume is in this. <laughs> you really wanted to make, get that sound on there. Yeah, let's see, the ABV should be on the bottle here somewhere. It's, uh, 5.7. Okay. 77 alpha acid units, uh, 55 IBUs, 15 degrees Play-Doh. 118 degrees, lava bond. Hot stout beer made from Hu Fong original hot chili sauce and sun ripened Rogue Farms ingredients. So, yeah, that is the Hoi Fong is, is the one that is in, it's not in California. It's, um, there was a, there was a recent story about how. They were possibly going to be evicted because, because the smell of... Right, when they are produced... Like, there's a couple times a year when they have a harvest where they they process the raw ingredients. I right. think they make the hot sauce all year round, but there's a there's a rush period where they're processing the raw peppers. And it Almost like, all, actually, jalapeno. And, red jalapeno. Okay. And uh, it's... Apparently makes the whole neighborhood like searing, irritating hot. Yeah, I I can believe it because they you know this is everywhere now, and they still make it in one place. So they have to make mm-hmm. all the stuff, and so that's going to. <laughs> Jeff is pointing out to me that it says I put Shiracha in my rogue. Dedicated to the rooster on the back of the bottle. It's like a meme they wanted to get started or something. <laughs> so the aroma on this guy. It pours uh, pours dark. It's kind of a portery stout. Dark tan head. It has a neat aroma. It smells peppery, but it also smells beef jerky. It's, it smells more beef jerky to it me. It smells pretty eggy to me. Does it? I see. I'm smelling more like... Uh, teriyaki beef jerky that I am sriracha Okay, no, I can see that too. I can see that too. But I do. Let's, let's do a mix just to make sure. Because yeah. this is one of those things, especially a beer like this. Giant bottle. Yeah, we're going to blend our two glasses yeah. here. So we're going to blend of the top half of the bottle, at least. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that smells more beef jerky to me too. Like a teriyaki yeah. beef jerky, yeah. I mean, a little bit of pepper sriracha, but really has a sweetness to it that you wouldn't expect. It has a a kind of a, a teriyaki type sweetness to it. I mean, the thing, big thing about sriracha is it also has a lot of garlic in it. Oh, okay. So yeah, there's, the garlic really is bursting out of the aroma. That's what it is. Garlic, huge mm-hmm. garlic. I'm surprised there aren't more garlic beers. Well, maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> right? There's a there's a trend in um, in in especially if you watch cooking shows. I haven't watched them in a while because I don't uh, have cable anymore. But the cooking shows they would they would really hate it when people when people would put like sriracha on top of something because it became almost old hat. It was mm-hmm. like if you're gonna use it, use it. 
integrate integrate it. Don't use it as a as a condiment, right? Because it's just it, it's become so overplayed. No, I mean, I don't own a bottle of sriracha myself. Uh, I do. I have a few. I mean, I could I could see a place where I would. I'm probably being like a hipster, like no, too mainstream. I don't want it. I don't know. I just never. There are others. There's other hot sauces I prefer. I have I have some buffalo sauce. You know, it's mm-hmm. not Frank's, but it's uh, it's Red Devil. I think I have some okay. Red Devil. I have some of the Death Sauce. We've we have a long yeah. documented history with Death Sauce. I I love the flavors that Death Sauce puts into sauces. However, like when like where I do like sriracha the most in is uh, when we had. Uh, the mac and gold truck. Okay. It's a mac and cheese truck. Come to work, and uh, they offer sriracha, and I love putting the sriracha on the mac and cheese. I think that. Works I, yeah, really I think well. sriracha, particularly the garlicky nature of it, goes really well with cheese. It, but uh, pho really isn't the same without sriracha. It's, okay. It's almost like an integral component. It needs like yeah, it needs a yeah. little bit of that sriracha just to, mm-hmm. to to pump it up the right amount. Um. Like the buffalo sauce is mostly serranos and vinegar. It's it's mm-hmm. uh, right. It's, it's pretty basic. Sriracha is jalapenos, garlic, and sugar. List extra stuff. The garlic really does shine through yeah. in this beer. You drink it, you get a little bit of spice. You know, for me, it's 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 kind of just moderate. There's really nothing too challenging there. But it's not like those stones that we had. The oh, the crime and punishment. Yeah. 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 But the garlic, like you mentioned, I'm, I'm curious if I would have been able to identify it because I didn't know garlic was a big component of sriracha. But now that you've told me, the mid and well into the aftertaste is like almost like sucking on a, a clove of garlic. <laughs> I mean, it is hugely garlic. Uh, honestly, I think that if you like sriracha, the, the first few sips of this, I, I don't see why you wouldn't like this beer. It carries the sriracha taste through very well. the The beer underneath it is certainly uh, passable enough that it just you know it, it carries it's passable. sriracha. I mean, with, it is passable because all it needs yeah. to do is carry the pepper right. characteristics, and it carries a uh, jalapeno spice. It carries the garlic flavor. It's really not. Too much noteworthy about it, other than that, really. Yeah. But it doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it, right. the the star here is the sriracha, and it, and I I dare say it works. I mean, I really do mm-hmm. think that it's it's um, better than any donut beer they made. Oh, much better, much better. This is this isn't a whole other class. This is uh, I'm I'm digging mm-hmm. it. I'm really digging it. Now they need to make sriracha chocolate stout. You know, a couple of variations <laughs> on that. Barrel aged sriracha IPAs, and then we can go for <laughs> sriracha wit beers. <laughs> Let's just go see. <laughs> Let's just see. Uh, the garlic doesn't hurt, and if you don't love garlic, you might. I think not. you'd. I think you'd be turned but off. But you, you probably wouldn't want a sriracha beer anyway, right? I mean, when you smell this thing, it just smells stinky garlic. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't carry through in the flavor so much, but it like actually I have this garlic note just sitting on my palate right now. It, I'm glad we saved this for last because the garlic would be a rough one. I, I I do think garlic burps are some of the best tasting burps. Okay, there you go. I think it's time to do some ranking. All right. And we had some tasty beers tonight. We did. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to start from the top, just because I don't want to work my brain too hard in reversing the sort algorithm. Uh, my okay. f- favorite beer has got to be this Modern Times Booming Rollers. Just delicious. I mean, there was just something in yeah. all those Motuika hops and the Citra hops. It was just oh, so good. Number two... I'm going to put the Sriracha beer. I mean, it was fascinating. Lots of good stuff to it. Uh, different. Different. But, it, and it works. Yeah. I mean, if anything, the you know, well, I like garlic. I can... like You like spicy stuff, too. I, mean, I like spicy stuff. I like garlic. Like, you you give me, like, the things with the roasted garlic cloves, and they're always the roasted cloves, you know. I'll just pop them in and eat them. I can handle 
big garlic. But if you're sensitive to the big garlic, beware. Number three. Um, I think I'm going to put the same Adams in third place. It's tight with the stone, but I think I'll put Sam Adams in third place. I will. It was interesting. Sam Adams was the one where it had the very dank and and yeah. musty aroma, but had the big citrusy flavor. And I'm going to give this that Sam Adams just the edge over the uh, the stone Baird Ishii collaboration. I enjoyed that one too. You know, they called it green tea IPA, and there was some big hype online about this beer. I wanted something a little more interesting. I wanted something that showcased the green tea because it was in the name a little mm-hmm. bit more. So I gave it a little bit of penalization because of expectations on that. And the Dragon's Head, it's a hard look loser for sure. It was a lot better than I expected. I love the aroma. I love the flavor. It could have used a little more body, but it was a 4% beer. 4.0% ABV beer. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, definitely give it a try. It's definitely a hard luck loser because it's in last place. What about the St. Archer? Oh. Well, shoot. St. <laughs> Archer. I'm going to stick him. I forgot. So I, I lost track of him. <laughs> her, I am going to put her. It's her. Yes, I'm going to put her in third place All above right. the St. Adams. Sam Adams. St. Right. Adams. Sam Adams. I just, I talked, when I talked about the St. Archer, I talked about how it was like the Sly Fox pills. And I really like those American hop or american at least american saturation of a german pilsner and this one had a little more citrus to it i think that was really tasty okay i i mm, (laughs) Uh, stuff i i agree with a lot of what you're saying but there is a a a difference okay absolutely (laughs) One of the dumbest things I ever said. Never. You never say anything dumb. Okay. I always say dumb things. So, my number one beer is Modern Times. Uh, Moving Rollers. That was good. That was really that was awesome. There's really more in good. there for us to drink. I know. And we're going to have some more later in the pro, in the post show. Uh, we'll do Amazon Anonymous. We'll try, to, we'll try to remember to do it this time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, really, really good. Uh, beautiful uh, way of using the hops. Um, just a, a, a kind of flavor that you don't get. And that's awesome. And it it's also great. I mean, everything about it was, was awesome. Loved it. Number two, the Rogue. Totally didn't expect to like this beer. I... I if you would have asked me before the beer was my last one, pff, the rogue. So, so here's a question for you. I ask you to try two beers: uh-huh. a sriracha beer and a rogue sriracha beer. A rogue what? A rogue sriracha beer, right? Because I mean, you have a prejudice oh, right, against yeah, rogue. Yeah, I do. So, so would you expect a sriracha beer made by Stone versus, or maybe Stone's not a great Stone's example? Stone's not a good example now because no. Yeah. Well, I mentioned Stone because of the crime yeah. and punishment, but, but let's say uh, sriracha beer made by uh, a pen brewery. Okay, I'm, I'm just trying to think of something or something that that, that I'm not necessarily Southern Tier. So okay, Southern Tier. Well, yeah, I would I would expect the Southern Tier one to be better than the Rogue one. Okay. I mean, right. I'm, I'm a, so you, you definitely had a bias against yes. the rogue beer, and yeah. I kind of did too. I was expecting this one to be a hot mess. I didn't uh-huh. expect it to have good balance. I mean, we have the voodoo donut. We've had all those things. That the voodoo just, donuts have all been hot messes. Yeah, they've not had any balance. They've had no nuance. They've just been these sweet gimmicky beers. Mm-hmm. And this looks to to all appearances like you know a very it well has, marketed gimmick. It is completely dipped in red enamel to look like a sriracha bottle mm-hmm. with a green cap. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that alone tells you nothing to see here. Move along. <laughs> but I dig it. Yeah, I I dig it. I I, I dig sriracha. It's, I think it, it's a great platform. It works. It's just crazy steep on the on the garlic. Just be yeah. ready for that. If you like sriracha, you'll like this beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm going to put Sam Adams number three. I think that I yeah I did I did really like uh, the 
the the the aroma was very different from the you know from the eventual flavor but the flavor was great i really did appreciate the flavor that was coming through lots of different uh, fruitiness uh, like the that big citrus lemony hit was 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 awesome wasn't expected from the aroma but it was really good and my number four is going to be the stone. Uh, yeah, the, the the one problem with it, really, uh, besides the fact that it's pretty high in alcohol. I mean, <laughs> called it IPA. It's there was a little bit of IPA. worth your sobriety yeah. in the calculation, right? Yeah. Because it was 10%, 10.8 or something. It was a little too big yeah. for what you got. And the green tea didn't really show up. But it was still very, it was still good. It was still uh, mm-hmm. you know, really you know, nice flavors. Uh and then the other ones, they kind of trailed off for me. The Saint Archer was okay. I just kind of, you know, I didn't, I didn't think it ended as crisp as it should have. I, I, I liked it, but uh, it wasn't amazing. So, um, yeah, it, it, it fell down. And then the, the Orkney. Well, I mean, I, I, again, I liked it, but it wasn't amazing. It was just like it was okay. Um, wasn't like you know, like a fuller or something like that, where it's like, man, this is amazing, this is awesome. What are you looking for? Can you give me your phone? I'll you take can. a picture. I got to Apparently, I don't have my phone. I can take a camera picture. That's right? Sure, you can, but I'll unlock it anyway. There you go. So yeah, so Orkney's number six, Modern Times number one. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, I guess. Do you want to smile? I'll make a sad face <laughs> for the for the picture for the for the podcast. Oh, you look really <laughs> nice. Everyone will be able to see this. Just go to your your podcast and look at the picture that is the album art, and you will see Greg very sad about this show. <laughs> Even though I'm not, I'm not it's misleading. All. Yes. So, I guess we need some music, huh? In so, honor of Mike. So, Greg told me about this song. The uh, something about San Diego and... Uh, the Coney 2012 guy who went crazy in San Diego and went, got naked and ran around the I missed the story, and I don't watch South Park. So I missed this, but here's a jacking it in San Diego. But anyway, Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to contact us, we would love to hear your internet tweets and emails and stuff. You can tweet your us. Internet tweets. At, <laughs> as opposed to your, your typewriter tweets. Exactly. <laughs> uh, at Craft Beer Radio, at Jeff Bear, at CBR Greg. Beer at Craft Beer Radio is the email address. And uh, Jackety Jackety Jack, thanks for listening. And uh, we're going on the post show Jeremy. right about right about now, I guess. Uh, let's listen to some. Uh, turn down our mics and just let it go. <laughs> <laughs>